welcome to D20 Dudes, the tabletop role-playing podcast where the die decides our topic. I am Dylan. And I'm Jenny. And today, <coughs> uh, we are both sick apparently. Uh, we are going to be talking about permanent character consequences other than death. Killing a character is easy. Punishing them for a long time can require much more creativity and devious planning. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, <laughs> my first thought, of course, goes to, no, you don't have to kill a character. You can simply maim them. Yeah, I mean, that is true. Care to expand on that one? Well, I mean, you can always, I like, have them lose a leg or, like, uh, have not lose the leg, but it's, like, completely mangled. There's nothing, no amount of healing will fix it. Um, they can have severe burns. They can have, there's, there's so many things you can do. Um, I'm, my mind goes to very horrible places because, you know, I run a horror game, so... Horror games are the best for this kind of thing. It's it's there's there's a lot of options there because especially in games like Pathfinder and D and D, these kinds of grievous wounds have consequences and very much in like forty k style games, like Dark Heresy and Wrath mm-hmm. and Glory. You get a finger blown off, oh boy, you're in trouble. They, they usually incur some kind of like permanent penalty. Like in Pathfinder, you lose an eye. Well, guess what? All your perception checks are gonna suck from that point on. You're missing an eye. I think in D&D it's more up to the DM how it affects the That's player more than any rules. 5e is kind of baby mode. I like 5e. I mean, yeah, it's fun enough, but it is like, it's kind of baby mode. But getting the obvious one out of the way of maiming your characters, there's like, being creative really matters when it comes to punishing a character maybe not even necessarily punishing them like consequences don't necessarily have to be bad they can be good but let's let's be real here we know we know why you're here we want you want to know how to punish your players for doing stupid shit yes um i have a story on this go ahead so during my first D D campaign um one of the players, I was the only one that was online. The others were all meeting were all meeting in person. I might have told the story once. Uh, we had a player who would roll his dice multiple times before saying, oh, I have blank. Like he'd roll it five, six times and be like, yeah, it was a 15 or whatever. The GM never said a word. He just let it go, let it go. And eventually, this character found... Oh my god, this best senses or something like that. It had lightning. It had all this neat stuff. And then first time this player killed someone with this weapon, he goes, um, would you make me a wisdom saving throw, please? Would you make me a wisdom saving throw, please? He's like, why? He's like, don't worry about it. Just make the, make the throw, please. And he did, and he's like, that corpse looks mighty tasty. You take a bite. It was a curse, so he's like, cleric, help! So I tried to help, and the DM's like, 
Ah, wouldn't you know it, you're not strong enough to remove this curse. He has to do it himself. (laughs) The moral implications of cannibalism aside, um, curses are actually a really great way to give long-term consequences. Like, I actually think that's something that people don't use enough. It's just like a dead-ass curse. Not every enemy wants to kill you right away. Some of them want to just cause you pain. You could come across an evil wizard, and this evil wizard, while his plans are foiled, have decided, I don't want to kill them. I want them to suffer as I have. And they lay some terrible curse. And curses are so fucking ambiguous. A curse can be goddamn anything, just about. I curse you. I curse you with a goose. Oh, yeah. A goose that will never leave thee be. You are... And honks at all hours of the night. Just honks in your ear. (laughs) You are cursed with goose. And, like, in the middle of combat, this goose comes up and bites your ankle and, like, gives you disadvantage on a roll or some shit. This goose is just here to ruin your fucking day. You have angered the goose wizard. He is the mallard mage, and he will make sure your life is a living hell. Every time you kill one, two more take its place. (laughs) You cut its head off, and two more grow. It is a goose hydra. (laughs) Curses are... Oh, God. Curses are such a fun idea that I'm honestly disappointed I haven't seen them and or used them more in my own game. Like, I honestly feel like with as many of the consequences as I've had to give to some of my players, I really should have just cursed a few of them by now. Well, I hope it makes you feel better that in the Wonderland campaign, my dear horror game, there there are something around waiting for you guys. Absolutely, yeah. The Talon's going to get cursed. He's too much of an Probably. asshole not to. Um, uh, pr- there's a chance for everyone to get cursed at least once. So, uh, a consequence I've gone through... And this one just tickled me pink is players love to derail shit. They'll, they'll often just like, no, oh, I'm, I see that the, uh, the, the quest line is going to go that way. So we're going to do something else entirely is to just have the world progress around them, regardless of their interactions with it. Um, the, the game that we, have been kind of running off and on at this point for a while. Uh, My players, I've mentioned this before, found an entrance, like a place where the river Styx intersects with a a body of water in the physical plane. They were not meant to travel the river Styx. The river Styx kind of like fucks you up if you touch it in any kind of meaningful way. And there was a, a place where... There was supposed to be a bell to call the boatman, and I had deliberately removed the bell because their their objective was to go down and find what they could find, and then come back and report their findings. So they went down, they saw the river, and decided, we are going to cross this river, and they found a way to make a tone to call the boatman. They paid the boatman, they entered his boat, and they traveled along the river Styx. (laughs) <laughs> now, anyone who knows about the River Styx and the boatman ferrying you across it means that you have now died. You're dead now. Yep. 
You 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 are deceased. And they just decided they were going to do this. So I decided, okay, well, um, you're all in hell now. And they had to travel through the first layer of hell, interacting with several devils, having to deal with some horrific tests, which, you know, my group doesn't really do horror. They, they took it all very lightly. But they accidentally unleashed an unspeakable evil on the world. Um, time has no meaning in hell, so they fucking... They were down there for a very long time, and they were just not aware of that time passing, because, you know, there is no day, there is no night. Every second can feel like an eternity when you're in hell. Archie met his grandfather, had some family bonding time, um, and then when they came back up, when they finally managed to get out of hell, I believe, I like, a year had passed over land, and, like, there was shit that they were meant to do. Like, the last thing that had happened when they went into hell was that for, like, the third time, massive monsters, like an army of um, construct warriors, had come out and basically all but destroyed the village they were meant to be defending. And they were supposed to find out what is the source of these monsters. And instead, because they were gone for a year, well, now their village is gone. (laughs) It's destroyed. The Adventurer's Guild players who were meant to be there weren't and now everyone's dead a few notable npcs got out so they could continue the quest line but yeah everyone everyone was dead yep bad times so if your players do want to derail things you know it's not necessarily kill the characters off but you know make sure there is a consequence like you know the game's gonna the game world is going to progress without them they don't necessarily have to do the big main quest line thing but if they don't, well, the big bad's only going to get stronger. You're only going to make this harder on yourselves by ignoring these things. And, you know, letting them have that choice, letting them completely ignore things, can be kind of a mixed bag in terms of consequences. Like, maybe they don't do this whole uh, epic story of we stop the evil lord and he then conquers the world and now they're heroes on the run from a world that hates them. That can just be a different campaign. It is a consequence, but that could still be a fun game in its own right. Yeah, it could. As you said, have to be super bad like that A2, another fun campaign instead. Um, one of my favorite ideas in terms of consequences, and this could be like a poor character decision, or this could just be a bad role. Maybe, um, maybe they're given the chance to spare a bandit who is very clearly like he's in the bandit camp just because he's hard up for money. He's not really an asshole, right? So they're given the, they're given the choice to spare this one okay. bandit, and they decide not to. They just kill this guy because well he's a bandit. We're gonna kill him. Well now this bandit's brother is out for revenge, and every so often, this guy maybe he's a legitimate threat. Maybe he's just kind of you know comic relief at times, but he's just there and he's just in the way. And until you either subdue. Or otherwise get rid of this guy who is chasing them. Who is somehow just the the most quick-witted and wily of pursuers. He's just going to show up from time to time. And just, just just wreck you. Just wreck your stuff. Just like throw a monkey wrench in every single one of your plans. Oh, yes. You have indeed snuck into the ball where the Duke is going to be exposed. And you may finally put an end to his tyranny and free the slaves of this particular land. But, ah, man, here comes Derek again. God damn it. Derek pipes up and says, hey, 
It's you, asshole! He draws his weapon, and now everyone in the ball is fucking in a panic because this man has drawn a sword that's not supposed to be there and is attempting to kill somebody. Just throwing a wrench and everything. <laughs> Having things like that could be just the most fun and dope shit. Like, be creative. Punish your players in creative ways. Give us another example, Jenny. What's a, oh, what's yeah. a fun way to punish your players? So... So, um, I don't know if this is necessarily a fun way. Uh, one of my brother's friends, well, this wasn't for a game per se, but a, 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 an RP, a story that several people were writing together. There was no dice being thrown or anything. Well, the players quote in that one, they just didn't, they, they were basically murder hobos. Like murder was always their, their, um, their solution. Uh, they completely... She was doing questionable things. It wasn't straight up evil, but she was doing questionable things. So they just kind of killed her and left. And they did this a couple of more uh, things like that. And they killed this one time person. And um, I was like, well, uh, I told my brother's friend, I'm willing to help him. I was like, well, uh, I told my brother's friend, I'll help you with a consequence. Here's how we're going to do it. And I made him a little temple that these plays were going to go in. And they were going to meet the time mage's daughter. Little girl. Asking these heroes. And they figure out with the temple that she is the time mage's daughter. But they're, they, they wouldn't tell her, of course, that they killed him. So eventually, um, like, well, the child dies in the temple because... They'd be more concerned with going forward in the temple than protecting the child. And the child wants to find their father, so the child's being thorough, and the child dies. And he's like, well, my, my players will probably do what they can to get a necromancer and bring this child back. I'm like, that's the point. She's going to be pissed, and she's going to find a way to hunt these players for the rest of their lives. Because they took her from her daddy she was finally with her daddy yes she was dead but she was with her daddy she was able to spend time with her father and they took her away from him and he's like that's dope yeah i like the back and forth on that one sorry <laughs> that was a fucking wild um also here consider another option for punishing players in a very similar way forcible adoption you have a child now and must care for it deal with this now asshole <laughs> just foist a child upon your group and have them deal with it yeah, little little nine-year-old six to nine-year-old child bunch of here for a bunch of heroes that's gonna cause some problems are we there yet i'm hungry my feet hurt. Someone's always having to carry the kid. I'm at the town. Can I have this? Can I have that? Can I? Why can't I have it? I want the Snickers. Can you tell we work retail? I want to go to Can the fair. Can you tell we work retail? Oh. <laughs> Fucking hate children. Um, there was another player consequence um, that I was a part of in that same game I mentioned before with the curse. Um... The dragonborn bard back came to my, my cleric, me, my cleric. And I was actually kind of pissed because we were just trying to fake fight to get the guards to notice us. Notice uh, me, guards. And, <laughs> and I was kind of angry. And the DM, after the session, looks at me and goes, how much gold you get? Some out, And he's like, mm, that's not enough for what I'm planning. And his wife is like, 
how much more does she need? He goes, X amount. And she's like, okay, I, I have more than enough. I'll lend her some of mine. What are you doing? And he's like, all right. Now, you went to a store and they had this really neat weapon and you grabbed it. And I'm like, okay. He's like, you now have a dagger of healing. It was a wand of healing shaped like a dagger. Now have a dagger of healing. It was a wand of healing shaped like a dagger. But in order to use it, I had to stab the person I wanted to heal. <laughs> so every time I wanted to heal the bard, I had to stab her. <laughs> we have a very similar item in Richard's campaign. I don't remember what he called it. It's like, But it's a dagger that casts just cure light wounds every time you stab somebody with it. Mm-hmm. Um. And it does non-lethal damage is uh, the way that it kind of uh, balances itself. Where like, yeah, you can heal lethal wounds, but you're still taking the shock of being stabbed. So it will deal non-lethal damage to a point when eventually you'll go into shock and pass out. And we've just decided, like, this is hilarious, and we're going to horrify as many townsfolk as we can with it. So, like, we'll... We'll come back into town, be injured, and, like, some woman will come up and be like, oh, the brave heroes who have rescued us. Oh, man, hey, Gary, you're looking a little injured there. And then I'll flip out a knife and just stab, 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 stab. <laughs> she just <laughs> runs away screaming. <laughs> yeah, the dagger I... healing did two damage, but it healed 2d4 plus two every time. We absolutely need to do an episode on just the goofiest fucking magic items we can possibly come up with. Oh, I have so many for the campaign. Oh, my God. Uh, I want to tell you about the ring my character has, but I won't because I want to save it for that episode. But my my magus, Balig, has an incredibly fun magical ring. Yeah, I, I, I need to save mine, too, for that episode. But oh, my God. Uh, it's super fun. Um, cursed items are just another good one. Like, just kind of in the vein of, like, cursing a character. Like, an item can be cursed and you just don't know about it. Especially, like, if it has a very specific trigger. Uh, so, like, you kill this mage and loot his tower. Uh, and you're obviously not supposed to kill this mage and loot his tower. So he's got, like, a cursed sword that whenever you swing it, like... I don't know, moans seductively in your ear. Just something very uncomfortable that you have to deal with. And also, you can't put the weapon down. You have to use that particular weapon. I I somehow managed to combine those two ideas. (laughs) Very weird magical items and cursed items. But yeah, you should just have a sword that just like uncomfortably moans every time you hit somebody with it. I read a story about something like this. So there was this campaign. I, I forgot how many players were in it. But there were at least three and two players were basically planning one player's death. And he found out about it. The DM wasn't too happy about it. So the two of them got together, the DM and this, the attacked player, and they made they made a plan. And sure enough, the two players killed the uh, the target player and they looted his corpse because he had a lot of neat stuff. He had a special sword and they wanted that sword. And one of them grabbed the sword, lifted it up, and ha- immediately had to make a uh, will saving throw. He failed. And he goes, okay, make a new character. And they're like, why? And he's like, well, you've been taken over by... No, it wasn't make a new character. He, he just had to share his body with the soul of the dead player because the player was never in the body. The player was the sword. It was a cursed sword. How rude. Or a sentient sword. 
and so when the, that second person picked up the sword well you know now you have to share your body and you're going to slowly lose your will because it's a cursed sword i am suddenly reminded of <clears throat> uh having to clear my throat but also of a story from a while back i think it was posted on 4chan of a person who was so back in fourth edition DD, paladins did not have their alignment requirements like, you could do things that were out of your alignment and would not lose your paladin powers because that would just kind of be too far off the beaten path. And in 4th edition, every character basically played exactly the same. Mm-hmm. So this group had a paladin who was just being a problem. Uh, he would just do overtly evil things despite being um, supposedly a lawful good cleric. So I believe at one point, like, he killed a man in cold blood to steal his gold or something like that. Um the party didn't know about it, but as they're staying at an inn that night, two clerics of this uh, paladin's god they say, hey, uh, we got word that this paladin did some evil shit. We need to bring him in for questioning. And the paladin convinces the group to help detain these clerics. And at some point during the night, the paladin just kills them just to cover his ass. And then the next day, uh, two paladins and three more clerics oh, come in. They're like, all right, we know we sent two clerics after them, and we now we know he's dead. So this guy's coming with us. And once again, the paladin's like, no, I'm being unjustly accused of some shit because, again, he's doing these things like outside of where the party can see him. Um, so they, they convince the group mm-hmm. to help try and fight off these holy mm-hmm. men again. Uh, and they managed to barely get out of this one, but these guys were like higher level than the party was, and it was a pretty large group they were dealing with. So they kind of just barely scraped by in this one. And the next day, a host of like 10 paladins, 15 clerics, led by at least two angels shows up, and they're like, listen, we have given you your chance to repent. You are going to face judgment now. And once again, the paladin decided, you know, like, okay, uh, guys, help me fight. Uh, and the group's just kind of getting their shit pushed in. Uh, eventually, the paladin decides to run away, like, on a broken leg. And the angels, after, like, a mile and a half, finally chase this guy down. They're like, you need to repent for your crimes. Like, you're dying. You're coming with us. And he's like, nah, fuck off. I'll find somebody to help me fight. And eventually, the GM is like, fine. You are struck by a bolt of lightning. And where your character once stood is now a training dummy. And inscribed on the wooden stake that this training dummy is holding up on says, if you refuse to learn, then you will teach. Nice. And I like that one for, like, the idea, like, he was, he did do something wrong, and he, at first, could have faced, like, you know, a, a severe punishment, but it would have been something that they could have gotten over with and then just gotten through the rest of the campaign with. Yeah. And then the punishments just kept escalating because he decided to keep being an asshole and working against his own character's alignment. I really think that the GM did an excellent job of escalating like what the punishment and what the consequences for what this character was doing outside of his alignment were. I think that's an excellent story. Yeah, it is. I I like that quite a bit in in my real person IRL whatever campaign I'm running on Mondays now. Uh, I do have a lawful good paladin. Is he a paladin or a fighter? He might be a fighter. And I told him lawful good is fine, but as soon as you turn lawful stupid, we're going to have a problem. And he's like, okay. Lawful Stupid is one of the fucking worst plagues of the entire game genre. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So I warned him. Straight up. 
Do you have another example of something that would be a good consequence, Mrs. Jennifer? Um, uh, trying to think. No, it's. I mean, not really. I mean, but strange. I mean, ending up in a strange place. Like I think, I I heard it from somewhere. I don't know where. There was a player that kept repeatedly trying to cast a portal spell or something like that to get away from fights and stuff. Uh, oh, it was from the from what my player, my 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 lawful good uh, fighter. Um, but they kept using uh, a portal spell to get away from fights and stuff, and. It was it was so annoying because they weren't leveling up because they were just running away from every single fight because that's what this player decided. He was going to just make everybody leave the fight constantly. Uh, and suddenly um, it opened, the portal did not open to where the guy intended. It opened to an even more dangerous plane where they had to fight their way through. Subvert expectations. Underleveled. Yes. So I think... Uh, we're coming up on time, so I think the final thing that I want to include in this is that you don't necessarily need just the GM to apply consequences to maybe not necessarily a character just like having a bad role or making like a one-off bad decision or something like that. Uh, but if a character yeah. is consistently just kind of being a dick, like being problematic within the group dynamic, the players... I believe absolutely should have the right to punish that character for his actions. No, I agree. Like, uh, in another story, um, again, it, it's like that whole thing where, like, 4E paladins can't lose their powers, so this paladin was just being a douche, uh, just kind of being a dick to everyone he could get away with. And the GM this time, uh, on this in this particular group, was just kind of letting it roll. Uh, but one of the other players had a sincere problem with it, so I believe at one point uh, they had rescued a princess... And he had made a pass at the princess, but she refused. And then this other player, I believe he was like a fighter or... I, no, he was a rogue. He was a rogue, and as he was uh, standing guard one night, noticed the paladin coming out of the princess's tent, uh, pulling up his pants, and heard sobbing from inside. So he just straight up went behind this paladin and cut his throat. Yeah. Like, okay, if you're literally going to act as far out of alignment, and you're going to make the game this uncomfortable for everyone else, I am removing this problem. And... I believe the player said he quit that particular campaign. Like, of course, the other players were rather upset with him for, like, performing a, a party kill. Uh, but the GM, A, allowed that to happen because he did agree that this character should be punished for these horrible actions. And B, whenever this person left the group, um, wrote how, you know, there was treachery in the party. And while the rest of the party kind of, like, knew this paladin was bad news, still, like, it was a team kill kind of thing. And the rogue just kind of... Uh, went off the rails and became like the big bad of the campaign like was seeing like too much of the evil in the world and kind of like let himself fall to darkness and became the bad guy which i think is very interesting if a player leaves a group to do that with his character of assuming that he's okay with his character still being used after he left like no understandably like if a person was doing that in a group i was in and i was uncomfortable with it i would absolutely leave that group like, if, if it could not be worked out that that person has to be removed in some way because he's doing things that are obviously making people uncomfortable, I would not participate in that anymore. Yeah, but no. to take the element of that in-game punishment and make it into a big world-changing event is also a pretty cool idea. I agree. 
Uh, and definitely if you are a player and like your character, like one of your other characters is just doing some stupid shit and they're continuously just like being problematic. Well, like, yeah, uh, instead of allowing you to blow that whistle and summon the guard while we're trying to do something sneaky and like putting our plans on hold for 15 minutes while we uh, talk the guard away, uh, we're just going to like tie you up and leave you over there for a while. <laughs> you don't get to participate in this particular little side quest we're doing because you're being an asshole. Yeah, I've that for for that particular story told um like I have straight up told both my campaigns that something like that, like sexual assault, is not to be tolerated and I will torture your character in horrible ways. They will wish for death and it will never come. And I will be I will spell it out word for word, letter by letter what your character's going through because that's just not acceptable. Also, your character will never come. <laughs> I mean, I could go medieval on that and just strap them to a pole and have a calf suckle on them. That's gross. And it, I hate it. It kills them. So, thanks for listening <laughs> to this episode of D20 Dudes. <laughs> <laughs> them socials. Facebook.com slash D20 Dudes. Twitter.com slash D20 Dudes or at D20 Dudes on Twitter. Patreon.com slash D20 Dudes if you want to support the podcast. Thank you to Jenny, Word, Ken, and Ari for supporting the podcast. You guys are awesome. Uh, Discord link will be down in the description if you want to hang out with us. And it's time to roll the beautiful bean footage to see what our topic is going to be. Next week, if I can get this D20 out of its little container. Here we go! 11, the Rangers of Pathfinder. We're going to talk about how cool they are because they're kind of magic, they're kind of martial, they can have pets and such. Rangers are pretty cool. They have a lot of versatility. Not quite as much as fighters do, but the inclusion of a little bit of magic is always a fun time. Um, Jenny, did I tell you I bought a second edition Pathfinder rulebook? No, no you did not. So now we can start touching on second edition stuff in the future. So thank you everyone for listening. We'll catch you in next week's episode. Bye-bye.